0: God has never had a new thought. He's always dwelt with and in perfect wisdom. He knows everything. He has all knowledge. There's nothing he does not know. Lobo (laughs) Shondai. That was the first two words in tongues I ever spoke. He knew what that meant long before I knew what that meant, long before I knew that that was even a word, a heavenly language. (laughs) That's just one small thing. He knows instantaneously how many dead skin cells are on your face. Right now, the number on your face. And the number of stars that are currently coming into existence from a word he spoke thousands of years ago before he created time. Did you know that there are, we're going to see it on a video, there are stars still coming into existence. They're being born right now as we speak. New stars are being born from when he said, let there be lights in the heavens. He wasn't just a creating God. He's still a creating God. All God's acts are done in perfect wisdom. First... For his own glory. Lord, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to pray this prayer, but I would like for you just to tell me just for one second why I've been praying this prayer for 10 years, and it seems like I have no answer, and you don't care, and every time I hear a message on prayer... People tell me, and I've read it in the Bible, that you answer prayer. And if I'll knock and keep on knocking, if I'll ask and keep on asking, Lord, you'll do something. Why aren't you doing anything? Because everything he does, he always does first for his own glory. Why do I wait for an answer for prayer? Because God is glorifying himself through your prayer. And when you get the answer, you're going to like it. (laughs) You're going to be glad you waited because someday he's going to show you. Do you remember when you waited four months for me to answer a prayer? Now I want to show you why you waited so long. Because as I glorified myself through your prayer, this is what happened and you're going to go, oh my goodness, how could I have ever been so short-sighted as to be so angry with God and upset with myself, doubting God, doubting myself that he didn't care, that he didn't hear, and that he answers everybody else's prayer but mine. Preaching better than you think I am. This is good stuff. This actually is really good stuff. for his own glory how many of you in worship at one time or another say glorify yourself Lord glorify yourself in all the earth anybody want God to glorify himself just raise your right hand if you want God to glorify himself Sees that hand. He really does. He sees that hand. And whenever you do, you, know, do, you know, do you know that 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 whenever we raise our hands, it's a prayer. This is a prayer. Glorify yourself, God. Glorify yourself. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Sometimes. In the Christian life, we use words. Other times we don't. But God knows the meaning of all things. He knows every little expression and what we mean in our heart by it. And He understands the process you're going through, and He knows exactly how long it's going to take. And you know what He still says? It's okay. Sometimes man does not understand the process. Anybody ever had somebody get fed up with you? We've all had somebody get fed up with us. And they say something like, I've had just about enough of you. (laughs) Now you're saying, why are you laughing at that? It's not funny. Well, I'm old enough to know that I made it through. And I'm telling you that you will too. Now, I wouldn't recommend laughing at them when they tell you they've had about enough of you. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I've had just about enough of you. (laughs) Probably not a good idea. (laughs) goodness that guy is nuts (laughs) you're gonna make it through you're gonna make it through it's going to be okay you're gonna make it you're gonna make it it's gonna be okay through, it's going to be okay and later on down the road you'll look back and you'll say even though I hated that person's guts who was fed up with me, even though I hated their guts God used their guts to change my life now I'm just going to tell you straight up I've had some people whose guts I hated. And I look, and, I look, and I look back and I say, "Lord, thank you for their guts. Thank you, they had the guts to confront me. Thank you, they had the guts to be fed up with me. Thank you, Lord, that even though I hated their guts because they weren't giving me all the feels that I wanted. I look back on my life now and I say, you were a faithful God. And I see that person completely different than I did then. Let me give you an example of how that works. What does the front of this package of gum say? Huh? Ice cubes, basically? Ice breakers, ice cubes? No, it doesn't. It says, nutrition facts, about 100 servings per container. Serving size, one piece, 2.3 grams. Calories, five. Total fat, zero. Sodium, zero. Total carbohydrate, two grams. Total sugar, zero. Includes zero added sugars. Sugar, alcohol, two grams. Protein, zero grams. Now, the only way you can see my perspective is to walk around to the other side. The only way I can see your perspective is to walk around to the other side. Let me just encourage you as you're in process and it's okay to be in process to walk around to the other side more often. (laughs) And you can say well they ought to be the one walking around to the other side there are some things you can do something about and there are other things you can do nothing about do something you can do something about do something you can do something about if you expect life to be handed to you by everybody else around you. Think about it for just a moment. Has that been your experience in life? So you can either get bitter or you can get better. And the only way you're going to keep from getting bitter is get up and walk around to the other side and get a different perspective. And as you move, the Lord will move with you. And you'll say, Lobo Shondai. <laughs> Get this. This is the next part. All God's acts are done in perfect wisdom, first for His own glory and then. For the highest good of the greatest number of people. First, he says, I want to glorify myself. Now, because he has all knowledge, he knows that the only way for the highest good and the greatest number of people to happen is if he's glorified. Because sometimes people get off on this philosophical trip. (laughs) Well, if you... If you love a God who has to glorify himself, I mean, isn't he just actually the antithesis to what you say you believe? No. It's never pride to be who you are. God is God. He's not proud about being God. He is God. (laughs) For him not to do what he does which is, to begin with, glorify himself, he would have to not be God. But because he is God, he must glorify himself because he was in the beginning before there was a beginning. Think about that for a minute. Before there was a beginning, God was eternity past. We often think about eternity future. God dwelt in eternity past, so there was a thousand years, and God was still there in our our timetable, and a thousand more, and he was still there. Keep going back. Go back a quadrillion light years. Go back a quadrillion light years. Day one, in eternity past, God was there. He had no beginning. Lord, I wonder if you can provide two thousand five hundred euros for my outreach. Excuse me? Seriously? I wonder, God, I wonder. I, I'm, like, doubting if, you, if, if like, you're capable. Serio- seriously. When he spoke, everything that was created came out of him before there was anything. And all the wisdom that he has came out of him when he spoke. So it put everything into perfect order, including this week and your lack. And he knows exactly how it's going to work out, and you're still a part of the plan. that awesome (laughs) come on this is so awesome and we're always trying to instruct God about how it should have turned out and then the enemy comes to us "See, see I told you he didn't love you and you're not good enough and by the way that thing you did when you were in ninth grade out behind the building you're paying for it right now That's the devil. That's the devil. And how do you know when the devil's lying? When his mouth is moving. That's how you know the devil's lying. When he's talking, he's lying. <laughs> and how do you know when it's the devil talking? When the voice you're hearing is not God. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. That's right. You're not good enough, shame, guilt, condemnation, critical, no hope, no light at the end of the tunnel, all the, ac- all, the, all the analogies, accusations, that's how you know when it's the voice of the enemy. When it brings doubt, discouragement, depression, that's the voice of the enemy. When it brings hope, life, peace, love, joy, I can do this. I can do this. It's going to be a party. Going to be a party. Come on now. See, that's how, when, when, when the voice of the Lord comes, the voice of the Lord brings hope. The voice of the Lord brings life. The voice of the Lord brings peace. The voice of the Lord brings, see, if you're, if, if you're, if you're walking in doubt and unassurance, that's not the voice of the Lord. The other day, James and I got in the car. We headed out from the car rental place. I hadn't driven that road for five years, but I had a—I mean, I drove it every day. I mean, I made so many runs between cleaning and cleaning, in the airport when we lived here at midnight. I could drive that—I could drive that highway blindfolded. Somehow I missed the turn. But a few kilometers up the road, I'm realizing this looks like we're headed to Nicosia. How did that happen? Because <laughs> I told you, you know what the big clue was? <laughs> big clue. Mediterranean's on the right. <laughs> we're not going to Limassol. <laughs> I told James, I said, that's funny, the Mediterranean's on the right. <laughs> I said, the last time I drove this road, the Mediterranean was on the left. <laughs> I was like, I don't, have, how to, I don't know how to miss that turn. But then I was reminded of a time when my children were young, and we were on a family vacation, and we got held up, and we started late, and you know how sometimes you get like a little flustered when you got time schedule and you're behind and I was like, man, I was flustered and we got down the road and there was this big car pile up. It was like the Lord said, you know, I just orchestrated a few things here this morning that made you a few minutes late so you wouldn't be in that pile up. I told James as we were turning around, driving back, I said, you know, What the Lord often reminds me of when something like this happens is that He was protecting us. So, what would happen? I'm not saying it will. This is not a lack of faith on my part for you. This is just me asking a question. What happens if your money didn't come in and you didn't get to go on the trip? Does that mean Jesus doesn't love you and all the prophetic words over your life? He was just joking? No, it means that for some reason, he had another plan. And you're saying, why didn't you tell me about it? He's telling you about it now. (laughs) But that's not the plan I wanted, Lord. How many of you have ever had to go through something you didn't want to go through, didn't expect to go through, didn't plan to go through, but now you look back on it and you're like, thank God. God, I went through that. Huh? And and please hear this loud and clear. I'm not prophesying over anybody in here that your money's not coming in and that you're not going on the trip. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, sometimes we're like the children of Israel. We're coming out of Egypt and we're standing on the shore. And Moses is there. And uh, how many other million, we don't know exactly for sure, but there was, you know, several million. And Pharaoh's army is coming, and we can see the dust, and we can hear the pounding of the horse feet And the chariot wheels, and we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. We've got one choice. We can go into the water and drown because none of us knows how to swim, or we can turn around and face Pharaoh's army and surely be killed. But God had a third way, it wasn't drowned in the waters. It wasn't be killed by Pharaoh's army. It was walk through the sea on dry ground. <laughs> God always has a third way. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, either you bow down at the sound of the sackbutt, the loop, the harp, and the lyre. What's a sackbutt anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you bow down and worship the idol that I have, have, have built or you go into the fire well, king, live forever, honored the king honored the king, they didn't go they honored the king, they honored the king they honored the king Right? Honored the king. Oh, king, live forever, but we will not bow down. Then you're going to go into the fire. And they bound him and threw him into the fire and heated it seven times. God had a third way. The fire that was meant to kill them was the fire that filled them and burned off all their bondages. God had a third way. You're going in, but you're coming out, and you're not going to smell like smoke. Your clothes aren't going to be burned, and I'm going to walk with you and have this sweet partee. because the king's like, I thought we only threw three men in there. Well, goodness gracious, there seems to be a fourth man in the fire, and he looks like the son of God. I don't think the king was that far from the south. Then Daniel, if you pray Daniel, if you pray you die don't pray live, dishonor your God don't pray, live, dishonor your God, pray and die, don't pray dishonor your God and live I think I'll pray God shut the mouth of the lions. God's got a third way. A way we don't see. A way we haven't heard. Someplace nobody's ever walked before. He's got a third way for every single one of you in this room. Sometimes... Your perspective isn't the whole perspective. And sometimes my perspective isn't the whole perspective. Because God lives in a different dimension. And He can see something we can't. And believe me, He knows something we don't. Always, like all the time. He always knows something we don't. He always sees something we can't see. But the cool thing is, He reveals it to us by His Spirit. But but the, the real question is, when? So everything God does, He always does in perfect wisdom to glorify Himself, to affect the greatest number of people to the greatest depth possible that defines when at the perfect time and he's really the only one who knows the perfect time think about joseph in prison he goes from having a dream and a vision from the lord right tells his brothers and his family they don't get his perspective i mean his dad all right i've had about enough of you right right I mean, can't we, can't we say that's a safe interpretation of the Scripture? Joseph, I've had about enough of you, you and your dreams. Who do you think you are? You, th- oh, do you oh. Man, you are ticking me off, Joseph. It's one thing for you to think your brothers are going to bow down. You think, oh, man. Shall, shall your mother and I and your brothers come down and bow before you? Now, see, we always, we read the Bible. It's such a nice book. It's like Sunday school. There was no emotion. Jacob was like, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. I think there was probably something, like these people were like us. They got ticked off. They were still in process. They had to deal with that reality. wasn't a big Sunday school class. You know, sometimes I think we think all these things happened so we could have Sunday school <laughs> and go out with our nice, little, prim, and proper idea of what it means to be godly or Hallelujah, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. So we could speak our Christianese. And that's not what the book was written for. The book was written so we could see real people in real life situations, be who they really were, and understand that there was a real redeemer who had a real who would really transform us and save us and make us like himself so that we could have a bigger embrace. And if we'd learn to take it easy on ourselves, we'd learn to take it a little easier on other people. I suppose by now there's somebody in this room you don't like. I mean if you just like were honest like like the thought like the thoughts that you have in your own head that you haven't shared with anybody else Oh no oh no Pastor John (laughs) not 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 me (laughs) that's real life And, and you can have all the justification in the world, and it might even be true. It might even be correct. From your side of the bag. From your side of the bag. It's absolutely, no, that bag says ice breakers, ice cubes, peppermint, natural and artificial flavor, resillable gum, 100 pieces, net weight, 8.11 ounces, 2.229 grams, in commas, ADA accepted, American Dental Association, copyright, and that's all it says. So you go around and read the back. And it says some of the same stuff on the back. In a different order, and it says more stuff on the back. Or, could just try having a piece. And finding out what's really in the bag. pass this around if I knew for a fact that there was a peace for everybody. I'll count later. (laughs) But this is so important. This is how big God is. This is how big God is. God came to give us an embrace that's big enough to include ourselves and everybody around us. How in the world could we go out and share the good news with people we've never met when we can't share the good news with people we have met? Hmm, I think I've read that someplace. How can you say you love your brother Hmm? exactly right if you hate him and how can you say you love God if you hate your brother And then we go out on outreach, and we're like, oh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And he does, and it's true, and it's right. And you should tell people, even though you're still in process, but if you know that you have ought against your brother or your sister, and you know you need to forgive them, and you know you need to release them, and you don't, it's wrong, Right? So we're just going to take a moment right now to do that. And every process has a starting point. I'm not asking you to get up and go to anybody. Sometimes that's necessary and sometimes it isn't. The degree to which you've sinned is the degree to which you repent. So like if you called someone a really bad name in front of two people, You gather those two people in front of that person and you say, you know, the other day we were at lunch and this conversation happened and I said this to you and I know you two heard it and that was wrong, would you please forgive me? You know, repenting, repentance is a beautiful word that the enemy tries to turn into an ugly word. Repentance just means to change your mind. Say, well, I don't feel like that's, that's your heart. If you'll change your mind, God will change your heart. If you'll, if you'll just admit the truth, this was wrong, and I'm, at, I'm changing the way I think, I'm, I'm going to turn around and walk the other direction. I was headed this direction in this relationship with this mind thought, but now I'm going to change the way I think. I'm going to turn around and walk the other direction. When you make, the scripture says, wherever two or more of you agree on earth as touching anything, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. That's because on earth, there is a legal transaction being done. It's like you taking a property deed to an attorney. Once you take that property deed to an attorney, the Lord starts enforcing it. You know how he enforces it? He touches your heart. Hmm. Isn't that good? So you, so many of us think we have to feel like it before we repent. Cuz cuz we think we'll be a hypocrite if we repent when we don't feel like it. When it's just actually the other way around. If we'll repent, change our mind, God'll change our heart. Metanoia is the Greek word for repentance. It means to change the mind doesn't mean to change the way one feels it means to change the mind so lord i'm going to change the way i think because i know you think differently about this person than i do and i know they there's another side of the sack there's something i haven't seen lord i know not only do you see the other side of the sack But you see what's in the sack and all around the sack and everything that you want, the flavor that's in this sack and how you want it to touch other people. And we'll be a lot better distributors of the kingdom of God from God's perspective than we will from our own. When we gain his perspective, we'll see things totally differently isn't that good so all of what I just said in the last hour and a half was here's what I I told the Lord I wanted to do how many of you flew through London Heathrow to get here London Heathrow the airport how many of you have ever flown through London Heathrow so you know what every plane that goes through London Heathrow does circles you know why because even though it's one of the highest volume trafficked airports in Europe, oh, not in Europe anymore. My bad. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> my, that, was, that was I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was bad. Um, but I have a lot of friends in Europe. I'm I mean I mean in in UK actually. So anyway so a lot of friends I'll show you on my Facebook it's a true story <laughs> stupid humor okay so 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 every plane that goes into and out of London Heathrow circles so I told the Lord this is what I'm going to do first session I'm going to come in I'm going to talk about how big you are and I'm going to circle then I'm going to try to bring this airplane in for a landing. Then we're going to take off again. I'm trusting the Lord for that to be a prophetic picture of our short time together. That all of us are going to be changed over the course of less than 72 hours and God is able to do that God is able to touch every single one of us in a way that is specifically significant to us in his wisdom to do the greatest amount of good by first glorifying himself and then To affect the greatest number of people to the greatest depth possible at the right time. That's that's how big God is. That's how amazing God is. Lord, we thank you. Just ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying to you right now. Holy Spirit, just ask him. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? something write it down if you see something agree with it agree agree with your heavenly father Holy Spirit what are you speaking to me what are you saying sometimes we just get a feeling sometimes it's just a the the feeling of God's pleasure upon us sometimes we think man I don't hear the Lord and we've heard him so strong because he's touched an emotion in our life and we're, we just like feel his pleasure. We're like Eric Lytle when he ran, you know? Chariots of fire, too old. <laughs> I thought, some of you might like, Eric Lytle, what is that? Lord, sometimes you speak to us just through touching a feeling. We just come into agreement with your pleasure. Sometimes, it's hope where there's been no hope. Just come into agreement. Oh, Lord, I feel, a, I feel like this little sunshine of hope where I've had no hope. Lord, I, whatever that is, whatever you're doing, I come into agreement with it. Had a picture of a young boy riding a bicycle. Riding through a semi mountainous region with birch trees and pine trees on either side. And I just hear the Lord saying, That was you then, and that's how I see you now. That was you then, and that's how I see you now. And I want you to return to that carefree feeling where the wind was blowing in your face and you thought every day was a good day getting better. Saw a picture of these amazing, beautiful tulips rising up out of the ground. Just tulips, bright red, bright orange. Just this amazing color, this amazing white tulip coming up out of the ground. And I see the wind blowing in these tulips, and I see. The tulips unfolding toward the sun. And I see frost that is, is melting off the side of this, of, of this facade behind where the tulips are planting. And I see, I see the winter cold being pushed back by the gentle breezes of a fresh spring bringing sun and color and new life. And I hear the Lord saying to some, maybe many in here, That's how I see you. I see resurrection life coming your way. I see the colors of a new day. I see the hope for a future. I see you unfolding to the warmth of my love. I see you receiving and bending toward it. I see you producing fruit for others to enjoy. The beauty of the Lord. With no shadow. Thank you, Lord. keep asking the Holy Spirit what are you saying to me?